This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? We are going to do something extra special with Emil today. Usually we talk about roof stock, we talk about a city, we go into all the details, which has been outstanding. All of you had loved those, but I'm going to put a stake in the ground right now and tell you how I hope my students and my followers are using roof stock. So with that, I'll, let's welcome Emil to the show, and I'm actually going to let him start the interview process here. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm excited for this one. This should be a fun one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little different than what we've done. And don't worry, folks, next week we will be back at talking about major metros across the U.S. But I thought we should at least have an honest discussion how I would use Roofstock if I was starting, how I hope my students use it, which is over a thousand now. And if you're just a follower of the channel, how I would use Roofstock. So uh, why don't you start the questions and we'll see where this goes. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, like you, you've been on Roofstock site, you've, you've browsed around. I'm curious how you would tell your students to use Roofstock as a resource and we'll go from there. Yeah, so a, lot of, so a lot of the people that I help get started with have interest in real estate, but they, they haven't really, really done two things. One, they haven't figured out what market to go to yet. So Roofstock can help with that. But really the most important thing for me is getting comfortable with the math. My story is very simple. I teach focus and daily execution. Those are sometimes simply said words, but it does assume you're comfortable with the math, right? So if you were to take my course, you would see, you know, step one is focus, step two is daily execution. Then we break down the math. For some people that I talk with, while numbers are comfortable for me, they're not comfortable for everyone. So the first thing, if, if numbers weren't my thing, and if my very simple spreadsheet was, I mean, I break down every cell, but I have to appreciate that maybe it's not easy for everyone. I would go to Roofstock and just start getting comfortable with the math, right? Because again, my formula is simple, right? What does it take to buy? What is the expected uh, uh, you know, cash flow? That becomes yield. I talk about this all the time. So the first thing I would do is if, if I'm at the place of, hey, I just need to get comfortable with the math, Roofstock's a place you can go, you can get price, you can get rent, you can get some semblance of cost. And uh, I would just start beating formulas. I would, I would do it, I would, I would repeat it hundreds of times because unless you can get comfortable with the yield calculation, which is the only metric I use to compare properties, you really can't understand average, right? Right. For some of you, it's, it's easy, right? Okay, I get formula. It's just, it's arithmetic and a couple of divisions. But, you know, that's the first thing. Because again, we need to appreciate that everybody's not on the same page, you know, spreadsheets and math and, and numbers. Uh, so that's the first thing I would do. I would, I would go, I wouldn't, I would, I just go to Roofstock and start because otherwise you, you don't get anywhere. It's like, well, how do I find out price? And then how do I find out rent? And, and you know, all of that. So depending on who's listening, if, 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 if understanding yield is uncomfortable at this point, I say go to Roofstock, take 50 listings and just start playing with the math. I'm not telling you to write any offers. I'm not telling you to do any of that stuff. Just take the numbers 
and let's do some math together. That's the first thing I would do. Yeah, that's a great tip. And for people who don't know on Roofstock, we, we calculate an estimated cap rate or mm -hmm. yield, you know, just different ROI metrics for each property. And so like, let's say you're, you're curious about Texas or one of these other markets we've talked about, mm -hmm. you can hop on there and actually see like, what is the average property tax rate so that mm -hmm. you can use that in your formula if you're, if you've taken Michael's course, exactly. uh, what is the estimated property insurance? Some of those things that maybe you're not sure of those numbers. Yeah. Rusa can help like at least give you a starting point there. As yeah. Well. Yeah. And again, folks do your own research, dig in deeper. But again, I'm talking to you like step zero stuff. Yield is the most important thing to get in my course. It's, it's easy for some, but not easy for all. If you're in the not easy for all, go to Roostock. It gives you a head start. So now let's talk about step two. If you're one of my students, maybe you're searching for a market, right? We're going to assume math is cool now, or you've done the work. Well, you can bounce around Roostock relatively quickly and get enough data to go, oh, I like that. I'm not sure about that. Not going there, right? So it can help you at least orient you in what part of the country you want to look. And then three, Maybe it won't work for everyone because roof stock's not in every market, but maybe roof stock is in your market. And boy, if it's in your market, I think you've got really, really lucky. Because again, when I look, when I look at roof stock, I think, you know what, roof stock or their partners, they're, they're providing a service and they're going to get what they're going to get. And I would call that probably an average return, right? So if you're looking in, what do we talk about? Like St. Louis, and I don't know what the average is. Let's say it's 9%. And you go to Roostock and, you know, it's 8.5, it's 9.1, right? They're all in there. Then you got validation that that's the number. And whether or not you transact on Roostock, inconsequential to me. I think it serves a great purpose to let you know if you're in the realm of average. And then if nine's the number, go look for 10s and 11s or 11s and 12s. Uh, I think Roostock, uh, certainly if you're in one of the markets they're in, can provide you a lot of value. So I think all of my students, certainly in the beginning, should scan it, should get comfortable. It helps with the math. It gives you some variables, double check some things. I think it's a tremendous starting point for just getting better. I like that. Uh, I don't know if this question comes up in the Facebook group or to you directly, but I'm sure you get a lot of people who are like, I'm, I'm in between these two markets and I just can't choose. What would you do? <laughs> oh, I get, I get that question or versions of it all the time. And for me, this is going to sound foreign, but it's just the truth. It's not about the number for me, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about the yield. Most people expect me to say, well, pick the highest yield. Not the case. I've seen plenty of people going broke picking the highest yield because it can take you to some areas you're not comfortable. So what I would tell you, is, and this is assuming that one of those markets is not your backyard, that, you know, take that out of the equation, assuming they're out there, they're away. First is, do you have any natural boots on the ground? your college roommate, somebody in your family, your significant other's family. It's somebody out there that you can rely on to tell you bad news because otherwise you're, the people that you're paying will tell you, and my experience with that is they're gonna tell you the most optimistic way possible. So like, for example, if my college roommate was in a market and not in another one, I would pick that market because I would expect him or her, I, you know, not to be sexist, to, um, tell me bad news, right? Hey, your, your tenants are partying at night, shooting off, you know, firecrackers or whatever. So that's the first one, right? Basically for me, the rule, the cart, the rule of thumb is, Hey, is somebody in that market going to show up at your funeral, right? Are they going to get on a plane and fly to your funeral? If yes, 
you got some boots on the ground uh, and that's pretty fantastic. So that's the first thing I would think about. And then second, is there a natural pull of one market or another? Meaning, does it have Disney World or Disneyland or the, uh, you know, in Nashville, maybe it's the Op Opry, whatever it is. Is there something in that city that you would naturally want to go there? Or is it something you would never go to? I don't prescribe to the idea of investing in a market that like, oh my God, I would never go there. I think that's foolish, right? It, it's, I think that's a recipe for disaster. So those are the first two things that I think about. It's not the number. Uh, I think numbers can drive bad outcomes sometimes. That's a good tip. Um, what else? What else? Um, yeah. So if you didn't have boots on the ground, would you basically rely on some of those other factors you said? Yes. Like if you're, yeah, okay. It'd be totally other factors. Um, the, the, the higher yield would probably be the least important. I'm looking for risk, risk tolerance. Again, remember, right. I'm answering this as a full-time employee who doesn't want phone calls, doesn't want risk, doesn't want to feel like, oh my God, the property's performing so badly. I have to fly there. Right. I'd rather be, oh my God, I've always wanted to go to the NFL Hall of Fame or whatever, right? Whatever that extra draw is, then write it off as a, you know, it's a, it's a tax trip, right? It's, it's all good, right? So you use right. the benefits for what they are. So again, it, folks, if you don't know, there's a link below this video for Roofstock. I, I suggest signing up, use it as a home homework platform. And yes, if you do buy something, you get a thousand bucks back. So not, uh, not horrible. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of reasons. So uh, I think I'm going to turn it over to you now and you're going to take over the screen and show people uh, the platform, right? Yeah, let me uh, let me screen share and then I'll just give people a quick walkthrough. So yeah, let's you get it. familiar with how to use everything and what the site looks like. All right. Can you see my I, screen? I can. I will make us smaller so it's not distracted. There we go. Okay, cool. All right, so this is the homepage. The main place you're gonna to want to uh, navigate from the homepage is to our marketplace. So you can just click properties under buy. Uh, and, and one quick thing just to, to answer a question that comes up a lot here, like where does Roofstock find properties? All of these properties, the, Roofstock is truly a marketplace. So we bring buyer and seller together. A lot of the homes listed on the marketplace are exclusive to Roofstock's marketplace, meaning the seller came to Roofstock, says, I want to sell with you guys. We list it. You won't find it on the MLS, but we also have local uh, real estate agents who go out and find properties in those areas. Like let's call it Atlanta. They'll go look on the local MLS, find properties that they think would make for a good uh, rental investment, and mm -hmm. then bring them to Roofstock. So you'll see those two types of properties, exclusive listings, and what are called select listings, which are also available on the MLS. Nice. Uh, and so basically you'll, you'll see like all these properties here are listed, I think in chronological order. So by when they were uh, listed on the site, um, this little open house marker. So like if I click on one of these, this means that the property is in the first 24 hours of its listing and mm. the seller is just taking offers. They're not going to say yes or no until this open house period is closed. Cool. It's just like a quick preview way for them to get some offers, see what kind of activity they get. And then they can either counter uh, all the offers, um, decline them or accept any that they like. Nice. Uh, I did not know that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it used to be like a 72 hour period. Now I believe it's a 24 hour period. So just helps nice. the, it's like a little pre-marketing period. Okay. 
Um, from here, before I dive into like a uh, listing and, and walk you guys through that, one thing uh, I want to show you is all these filters. So let's say I'm looking for homes between 100 and 150k. That's kind of my my budget area. You know, I don't want a home under 100k, but I can only afford 150k. So I'll put that. Uh, let's say I'm only looking in Georgia, Indiana, and Missouri. You know, those are a couple markets I've looked at or I'm interested in. You know, if you're only looking at one market, you can obviously just like that one. Like it. Um, and then what you'll see here as well is that our neighborhood rating. So Roostock, it's like a proprietary score between uh, 0 0.5 and or actually zero to five. There's none, none that are zeros, but they started at like one on the marketplace. Uh, one meaning, uh, you know, it, it's like a couple different factors that go into this neighborhood rating score. It's like average income of the area, how many owner occupants versus rentals. This is kind of a way for Roofstock to give you an idea of like, what is the quality of this neighborhood? Mm. So one star may be um, a little bit, you know, not as nice, maybe has higher crime or lower income, whatever it could be. Mm -hmm. And then fives are, you know, very nice neighborhoods with great school districts, things that, you know, you would probably want to go live there yourself if you had the option. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can say, you know, let's say I, I, want only properties that are three plus. So you can, you can filter by that. And so now we have like four properties in this very specific range. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you click more, there's tons of other things you can search by. You can do certain gross yields, cap rates, estimated appreciation. Is it occupied or vacant? The year built. I mean, you can look for section eight homes. Mm -hmm. uh, this one's a cool one. Discount evaluation. So these are homes where uh, we believe the property is listed below the, the roofstock property valuation. So each property comes with a, a roofstock valuation, which I'll, I'll hop into in a second. And it shows, you know, we have um, a team of appraisers at roofstock that estimate the value of the property. So discount valuation means we believe the seller has listed it below the valuation range. So that means you could walk into some equity day one. Mm -hmm. And again, folks, going back to what's in my course, what do I talk about? I talk about getting focused. So you have all these criteria. And of course, you have the ability to save. So just like I talk about all the time, figure out what what is your box, your criteria box, save it. And then, of course, here you can save multiple, of course. But, um, you know, focus and daily execution, focus and daily execution. Exactly. Yeah. So you can just, you know, I can say like a meals test filter, and then I save it. And now what happens is Roofstock will immediately contact me when a property is listed that meets my criteria. So you'll just get an email notification. Nice. You can always come in and uh, edit your save filters. So mm -hmm. like, like now when I come back to the site, you know, if I go to just like to all the properties on the marketplace, you see my little test filter here, boom, nice. I click it and it pulls up my filter here. Very, very cool. Yeah. Look at that. Can, manage all of them, delete them, add new ones, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So let's look at, let's look at this property. I'll walk you guys through this one. So as you guys can see, I have an account created. So if you don't have an account created, you can't save anything. Cause obviously Roofstock has no idea where to send you emails. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple other things you are restricted from, but you can look at the marketplace. You can browse for free. It's just like some of these more advanced features you have to create uh, an account for. Mm -hmm. And use the link below to recreate the account. So if you do buy something, you get a thousand bucks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Right? Yeah. Free money is free money. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So this is all these different uh, features of the property. We'll have a couple um, we call like marketing bullets. So mm. this, this property has an inspection contingency. Um, so one thing you'll notice about a lot of properties on Roofstock, let me try to go find one actually. A lot of properties come with an inspection report available. Oh, so there you go. a lot of properties, yeah, as part of like Roofstock's vetting process, they'll go through an inspection process before they're listed to make sure that they're not a complete junker. Mm. You know, they go through a very long list of things, you know, no foundation issues, no big things that, uh, you know, might scare people away. We're trying to make sure that these are high quality investments. Um, and so this inspection report is available. You can go through it. This is like literally top to bottom what's going on. And, you know, green means that things are good. Yellow means there's a potential repair. So I'll want to go down to the exterior wall section, see what that's all about. But just like any inspection report you get uh, during escrow, what mm -hmm. Rusak does is put it up front so that you can, you know, compare apples to apples on different properties. Yeah. And again, folks, just again, trying to get, I'm just thinking of people early in this process, you know, get one of these inspection reports, print it out, you know, get, get familiar with what's in them. Uh, you, you're in the early stages of learning real estate investing. So get comfortable with reports. So, uh, you know, read an inspection report, highlight the things that you think are interesting. So you're more informed when you get to the point of writing an offer. Yep, totally. And, you know, one thing I always like to, to kind of mention to people is just because you see something needs there, it is rare that a property goes through an inspection report and it just comes back completely clean. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people may see a yellow and they're like, oh no, what does that mean? An inspector is trained to point out every single potential issue of a property. So, you know, if the floorboard has come undone and it literally needs a nail to be fixed, they're going to write all this stuff down. So just- yeah. Well, the biggest thing for me that people need to, real and you can stay right here, is yeah. the inspectors usually come with a trade or experience. They're not, in this case, they are not an HVAC person. So unless it is a brand new unit that like still has the sticker on it, they're going to highlight it because their license is at the line, right? Potential repairs. I'm not an HVAC guy. Electrical. I'm not an electrician. Right. Um, you know, elect, uh, exterior walls. I'm not an architect. Uh, so realize sometimes the yellows are there to protect the inspector mm -hmm. more than you, the buyer in reality. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I think my, your recommendation is amazing. Like print a couple of these out, compare them, see mm -hmm. like what the big differences are. Uh, one thing you'll notice in addition to these at the bottom is the inspector takes tons and tons of photos. Yeah, so if you're buying do. remotely, yeah, this do. helps out big time. Yep. And you can see they're going to take pictures of all those things. So if they notice something about the floorboard or uh, the shingles on the roof, they're going to take a picture of that. So all mm -hmm. that stuff is in here. Yep. Uh, what else? So this is the diligence documents area. This is another area where you need an account to access. Sure. That makes um, sense. Yep. This is the property valuation, which I mentioned earlier. So Roofstock's appraisers put this property listed. Uh, we believe the property is worth 115 to $130,000 based on uh, recent comps. I think they were within six months and like a half mile or one mile radius, something like that. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on that, but it's a, it's a pretty tight criteria that we're looking at for these. Let's see. Yeah. Within a mile, it looks like. Mm -hmm. And so you can see the valuation report to see how we came up with our valuation. Uh, the rent is here, right? So this is what the current rent is. Sometimes mm -hmm. you can see, like, if you click on estimated market, do we think the rent should be higher or lower? This one looks like it's right in line with uh, 
market rent. And then there's all these fun, you know, uh, return calculations, which like I was mentioning earlier, if you want to see how we're calculating these, if you click this custom button, mm. you'll see, okay, what is Roofstock estimating for the property tax? All right, $2,900 per year. We're using an 8% property management fee, a leasing fee of 2.5% on the yearly rent, mm -hmm. insurance 605, repairs and maintenance, a 3.3% reserve. So just an estimated pro forma. Again, these are just estimates. You should use your own. Can you scroll you... down to the bottom? It was that, yeah. was that the bottom? Yes. Oh, there's the mortgage. I was like, where the hell is the mortgage? There it is. Yeah. So it's doing uh, OPEX and then, mm -hmm. yep, an NOI and oh, CAPEX reserve as well. And then if you're levered, it's pulling out the mortgage, which we uh, are assuming you will have, right? So mindset at 20%. There you go. Was, if you set your, if you want to like put down 30% on a property, and now if I, if I toggle this, every property I go look at will be at 30% and my returns will Got reflect it. that as well. That's a separate, okay. That makes sense. I like it. Um, yeah, that's, that's the big stuff. There's also, so like people always ask about property management. Does Roofstock manage these properties? The answer is no. Roofstock is listing the property on the website, doing a lot of the due diligence, giving you the information you mm -hmm. need. And then we, under this buy process, you'll see a couple of vetted, uh, property management companies that, um, we've, uh, vetted mm -hmm. <laughs> and, have listed on the site, you know, we have like, what is their leasing fee? What is their renewal fee? Uh, maintenance, all these different things. Highly, highly recommend you use this as a starting point. Talk exactly. to them, talk to other ones. Like these are just a starting point. We have no specific, like you should use these companies, no. just a place to start. So, yeah. yeah. Again. So thank you for sharing this. You can cancel it or close it or whatever it is so we can talk to each other. There you go. Yeah. So right. folks, again, if you're taking my course, and, you, and you're uncomfortable with the math, you can see there's a lot of variables on Roofstock. Second, if you're just looking to figure out where you wanna be, Roofstock has great coverage. It's probably easier to start. Uh, they give you access to at least some property managers if you wanna start vetting people. There's just a lot on the platform if you're one of my students. Again, I'm not telling you to buy off Roofstock. That's not what this is about. This is about learning, educating. And then if you do the work and you find a good or great deal, you know, take it wherever it comes, I, you know, hey, you, you do a mailer and find a good or great deal. You find it on the MLS. You find it for your neighbor. You find it on Roofstock, right? Once you know average, you find a good or great deal, do the deal. Don't argue where it comes from. Thanks, buddy. Any closing Absolutely. thoughts? No, no, that was, that was great. I, I fully agree with you. Do the homework and, you know, figure out where you can get a deal that makes sense for you. And again, there's so many reports. If you're new to real estate investing, just pop around. Print out that that one inspection report, if I remember, was 68 pages long. If you've never mm -hmm. seen, seen an inspection report, print it out. There's, there's a lot in there that would just make you get more comfortable. So, buddy, thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Anytime.